So, I was a chunky student teacher when I was going to be a teacher. And I walked into this grade three classroom and they're like, and I said, I'm going to be te- teaching you guys gymnastics. This one <laughs> like in the front row. Oh you, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Like this is 20 years ago. You are going to teach us gymnastics. And then he just had a laughing fit. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Parents, a podcast about three bad parents who are trying to raise good kids. She's Shauna. Hello. He's Ryan. What's up? And I'm Johnny. A Tell It Like It Is podcast for parents to laugh, cry, and to make you feel better about your parenting. <laughs> Another episode of Bad Parents. And guess what? We're going to the mailbag. Multiple questions. And if you have any more that you would like us to answer, just go to badparents at curiouscast.ca. We got three of them. Some amazing discussions. Here we go. Uh, welcome to the Bad Parents Podcast. It's times like these, to quote the Foo Fighters, where I had some sort of like fancy jingle like, mail, we got mail, we read your letters, and we also like to get mail. I like it. Because this is... <laughs> I didn't like that. Can you do it again? Mail, we got oh, mail. Oh, beatboxing. Is that what that is? Uh, it's more like, it's got chap lips maybe. Mail, we got mail, we like to get letters and also read your mail. Mm. Hope it doesn't get lost. What's the email service? service. It is uh, badparents at curiouscast.ca. If you wouldn't mind sending us any of your questions. We've got a whole bunch. We're going to try and tackle them today. Can I reach into the mailbag today? You sure can. Get your grubby hand Mm -hmm. into that bag of mail. In fact, I'm going to call it a mail sack. I knew you would. Now, we've got a whole bunch lined up for right now. And just want to say hi to Rakaya. And uh, I'll say this because, Rakaya, you sent a really nice email. And uh, we're going to get to your question. You actually gave us a whole bunch of different topics that we can cover. Uh, But you're going through uh, some stuff right now. You mentioned you're going through cancer treatments and stuff like that. And knock on what it looks like. You're all clear after your fourth appointment. But you said... You enjoyed listening to us while you're going through these treatments, and we are a nice distraction, so we're thinking of you. Just wanted to say that off Absolutely. the top. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get to uh, Lena, and Lena has a great question here. She says, we uh, know children have beautiful innocence and a truly honest approach. What would you say is the most crushing thing one of your children have ever said to you? They're so truthful without tact. That is so true. They don't, uh, they love us, I think, but the love does not translate into when they're trying to be, um, if you ask their opinion about anything, it could be what you're wearing. I I think I told you guys one time I dyed my hair dark Mm. and I'm usually blondish and I thought I'm going to go chestnut brown for the for the winter season, went to pick up my son from school. He might have been in grade five at the time. This is my older kid. And he sees me down the hallway and he cups his mouth with his hand, like to tell me a secret, but yeah. it's loud because he's <laughs> down the hall. Your hair looks horrible. Oh. Ouch. Never got over it. Right. Never dyed my hair yeah. brown again. But I think, you know, he probably was right. Because, you know, when you first get it done, you kind of look like you're walking around with a, a dark wig. Anyways, yeah. To this day, he is the truth teller. If I want to ask him if something looks nice. Right. He's told me before, my dresses are too small. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, your dresses are too small. Why is it so small? Mommy, all the other dads are looking at you. Uh, Yeah, no, they really do. And it's, it's, you appreciate the honesty. But again, as Lana said, they don't have any tact whatsoever. Um, I would say for me, and sometimes it's because the truth hurts. And it's one thing when they kind of make fun of my, like being bald or Mm -hmm. short or... 
They got made fun of my small hands. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because now my kids are at the point now where they're starting to pass me, right? And, and they and love passing they you. Lo- and listen, boys. All truth aside, I I want my kids to pass me, and I, I'm only five foot seven, and so uh, my oldest is now taller than me, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping they're all yes. taller than me because I hated it. My, my nickname growing up was Baby Legs. You know, it, it wasn't far from the truth. It's when they say something to me like, "Dad, you always say maybe later." Oh, that hurts. They're calling you on it. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes as a parent, like you want to do everything, but you can't. Or sometimes you just want to break or they don't understand that, you know, that's not open at this time or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, hey, can we do this? And I'll be like, maybe later. You always say maybe later or they'll say before they say it to me, like, is this going to be a maybe later? And it just hurts because they're on to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurts because you know that you've been feeding them a line all those years and now you can't anymore. Yep. Or it's like, well, let me guess, ask mom. You know what I mean? Uh, and it sucks because I've obviously done it enough. I know. Where it's a thing. I don't think I just did it once. No, you know what definitely I mean? not. How about your, at your age? Are they saying to you? Uh, they're a bit younger. So they, they just kind of like uh, point out fact mm. more than, you know, truth. Where it's like, hey, hey, daddy, um, do you have a baby in your belly? Because oh. I'm, you know, I, I for those of you who may not know, uh, Rye just said that he was five seven. I'm a five seven uh, two forty. So like, there's something there. <laughs> so I understand. I understand. I'm working on it. I understand where they're. Are you gonna go to the gym? Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. So I understand where they're coming from, and it's such an innocent question. I know from a four year old. Yeah. Where it's like I get it, but obviously, you know, it's out enough where you make that sort of connection. It's not like it's so flat that there's no way. I dad, know. You know, so right. it, it, it hurts That's because why it hurts, it's the truth, right? Because it's the truth. Yeah. So, um, you know, think, think, things like that. And obviously they're noticing. And, and, and I've always said, because I had kids a little bit later in life. Your kids are, are a lot older than mine. Does that come up with them? Like, do no. they say, why do you have? No. Gray hair. Uh, <laughs> like, but in like a few years, I'm like, you're the only daddy with liver spots. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks for that. Um the if so, you're still with us. So the thing oh, is Oh my god. It's okay. So the thing is I never wanted to be the old, like there's nothing to do about being the old dad. Yeah. Like I just I just can't. You can't turn back time, but I can do something about my weight and I'm I'm trying to. So I don't want to be the old fat dad. Right. Because both my kids are still in the early blossoming stages of doing anything sort of active. Uh-huh. So like I want to go to the rink or kick the ball around yeah. or do those sort of things. So I, I would like to try to at least try to tackle one, the weight, which hopefully slows down the other one, which is the age. So- I was a chunky student teacher when I was going to be a teacher. And I walked into this grade three classroom and they're like, and I said, I'm going to be te- teaching you guys gymnastics. This one little kid in the front row. Oh you... <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Like, this is 20 years ago. You are going to teach us gymnastics? And then he just had a laughing fit. <laughs> like a little Ryan. I can picture him oh, as yeah, a kid like totally. that. I, and I guess that's kind of like how maybe people were sort of different. Because Ryan and I went to a school. Um, we went to the same high school together. Yeah. And um, did you go to the feeder school? Edenwood? Did you go oh, to yeah, Edenwood? yeah. I went to Edenwood, yeah. We, we, had a, we had a gym teacher. Who was like a big guy, like a really, yeah. like a larger gentleman to the point where now looking back, you're just kind of like, well, he's just what it, but at the time you're like, you, like, I, but, <laughs> I but, know. but nobody vocalized it, right. but you, yeah. everyone, the, the elephant in the room was him. Like, like how, like, how are you making me yeah. do a hundred pushups when I'm not a hundred percent sure you could do one, which is like, fine. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But you know, I, the difference maybe between generations, like 
We would never have said that. That's a good point. Ever, yeah, ever, yeah. ever have brought that up. That's a where, great you know, point. Where, you know, you walk in and they're like, you know, 15, 20 years later, they're saying it. Yeah. I find that interesting. I remember I was taking uh, my, it was my little guy skating and I was tying up his shoelaces. So, you know, you can imagine the position I was in and he took my toque off and he, his little buddy was around like next to him and he goes, look, my dad's bald. And then the kid, the other kid cracked up. This, this dad's tied up his laces. He looks like Kenny G with his hair. And they just thought it was so funny that I'm bald. And and I'll tell you, there's something I'll never forget. When I was a kid, like maybe like 12 or something, I was on a plane with my parents and we weren't sitting together. And I went up to go see my dad and I, remember Benny Hill? Remember Jackie? He used to tap Jackie on the top of the head. I did that to my dad. Mm -hmm. He looked at me and he said, never again. See, that's the difference. And and I, I still remember to this day, because it was all about f- at home, fine. We can all like right. make fun of each other and, I, and joke, and everyone's got a sense of humor in my house growing up. But in public, that doesn't fly. And now as an adult, I totally get it, because I'm embarrassing. Or it's just stupid. Yeah, no, right? exactly. But maybe the, what Johnny was saying, maybe kids have changed because we aren't as strict. Like, maybe. Maybe right. if you had done that to your dad, he would have tied your skates together. Go right. have fun yeah. out yeah. on the ice, yeah. kid. Right. But we don't. No, I just kind of laughed it off and I played along where, you know, 1984 dad mm. would probably look at your kid and like, that's your last warning. Yeah. Exactly. You're not humiliating me in public. So in turn, then, if those <laughs> were the sort of like the, the, the things that kind of like made us feel bad, you know, um, the innocence of of me being pregnant uh, because of my belly, you know, when my daughter says to me, like, you're the best dad ever. Right. Like, I truly believe it because exactly. she has no sort of like whatever. So you get the good with the bad. What's what's something amazing your kid has said to you? I can tell you mine right off the top because it just happened to sure. me. In fact, it, it's along the same lines as my middle son, who's 12. Uh, we were at a hockey rink and I was talking to a bunch of people. I just know a lot of people, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes people come over and they say hi because we do a, a morning show in Toronto and I live in a small town and people kind of sometimes come up and say hi and enjoy the show. So I was chatting, 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 chatting. And as we're leaving, my middle son said to me, you know what, dad? He goes, you can talk to anyone about anything and it not be awkward. And it really meant a lot to That's me. That's a huge compliment from a 12-year-old. Right. And then my 15-year-old, we were at a Sabres game and I was talking to some people because I just, I sometimes do. And he said something similar, like, yeah. wow, it's amazing how easily you can chat to people. I so, and that's yeah. worth more compliments than anyone yeah. else because they're not going to come out with that unless yeah. it's true. Put it this way, I can, way. I can remember them because they're, you're not flooded with them. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm racking my brains. I don't know. I do think when we did this on the podcast, remember what's one thing you like best about your parent? Right. Remember we yep. did that uh, sort of behind the scenes thing and my kids said I was a good listener. That has stuck oh. with me because that's all I've ever wanted to be for my kids is, is, is a good listener. So that's something. Yeah, I, I can see you that. I don't I don't see you as a fly off the handle kind of parent. No, no. I always want to know because I, ha- I have an interest in psychology. I studied it. I like knowing why people do things. So my first reaction to when, even when they're being bad, is like, why did you do that? Yeah. And so that meant a lot to me that my 10-year-old notices that I like to listen. Right. So that's something. So we have a good listener, <laughs> a good talker, yeah. and a good dad. Best dad ever. Aww. <laughs> so the question is, how deep is your bag? It's a big old sack. Mm. Two-hander, if you will. Oh, wow. Lots of mail. Is it worked in now? Is it worked in yet? We've been now doing this podcast for a while. Yeah. It's still new. Okay. Has that new bag smell. Yeah, it's got the new bag smell. Nice. And I, like, you got to reach in to the bag. Yeah. Now I got to today. Yeah. So we're going to reach in. I got a question. Okay. Okay. And it's about schools. Okay. And it's from Jen. So Jen, thank you so much. And it's a long question. I'm going to cut to the chase here. 
basically Jen's point is, and I think Jen, you know, we're probably around the same age of the vibe I get. Generation X. Gen X, is that her name? Get it? Oh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Um, but she spells it with a J. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so let's go. basically Jen is saying, like, when we went to school, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you really had a lot of time to kind of figure out who you were and what you were doing, right? Yeah. Uh, like, right into high school, right? Like, in high school, you start kind of maybe taking some courses that maybe lean towards something. But Jen's point now is she feels like now kids need to learn a lot of what they want and potentially what they're going to be in their careers when they're like in grade seven and grade eight. They want to make sure they choose the right high school because there's different types of schools that you can go to now where we all just kind of went to the, you know, you took, everything was kind of like general, right? You learn history and you learn math and you learn science. And now things are kind of hyper-focused. And she's just wondering if we think that maybe we had it right and they have it wrong now with kids having to make this big decisions at a young age. It's a great question, mm-hmm. but I am on the other side. I think we had too much choice. I dicked around a lot and wasted a lot of time mm-hmm. on the wrong jobs because there was almost too much. I knew that I wanted to be in something like this when I was really young. Yeah. I always did speeches. I liked being a public speaker and, and having like an audience. And yet the further I got in school, the further away from that I got because mm-hmm. those were mostly college programs. And I was a bit of a nerd. I had straight A's and they were like, you got to go to university, university, university. I'm like, but I don't want to do any of the careers that the university programs I'm good at. Like I was very good at accounting. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. I didn't like it or math. I ended up wasting so much time and I didn't get into radio till I was well into my thirties. Oh, were you that late? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was really, yeah, it was just a fluke that I ended up in radio and Mm -hmm. I wished that I'd actually focused more. So Personally, I think the more focus when they're younger, because then kids seem to know more when they're younger, I think. So you wish that your high school had some sort of radio program? Yeah, or even just, uh, yeah, I think that I think the guidance counseling that I got was almost too, you can do anything. And then I ended up with a general psych degree. And what's that going to do? Do you not feel that like out of high school, those next few years are kind of meant to, this this could be too fairy tale for me, is to do all the things that, you need to do to find out what you don't want, right? So instead of being like super hyper-focused of something that you think mm. that you want in grade nine and working all towards, you know, all five years or however long it takes you to get there and you're like, well, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm, Therefore, mm-hmm. kind of taking more of a a real sort of wide view at work moving forward. I'm just, just yeah. saying, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what's right wrong. For somebody who doesn't have kids who even, I think, remotely have to think about that anytime soon, the one thing that I would like to see done, and I don't know if it's still there. You guys can tell me if it is. I would like that wall between university and college and trade school to come down. Yeah, absolutely. I would Because growing up, if you went to a trade school, for some reason it was looked down upon that you weren't smart enough to go to university. Yeah. And I want that to be gone. And I don't know if it still exists, and I hope it doesn't. I don't know. I think it's coming down for yeah. sure. It's it's better now than it was. Well, because those guys are, and ladies yeah. are making serious bank. Exactly. We, and, we When we talk about it on our show, we have yep. a radio show in Toronto every morning, Q107. We, we get calls and, and emails from crane operators and elevator but technicians, and they're e- making good money. Even during the pandemic, when everything was closed down, these people still seem to have gigs, right? Because everybody mm. spent their money on new uh-huh. backyards and driveways and whatnot. So, like, it's like, it's... You know, pandemic proof and, you know, people are now are running businesses that yep. it's 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 amazing. And if that was not so, like I said, looked down upon, maybe my direction would have changed. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that one. I also think and I could be wrong, but I also think our parents 
I mean, my parents kind of knew I struggled in school. Like there's an, it's an ongoing joke in my life that my dad at like 13, just like he knew I wasn't a student student. And he jokingly said it, but it was sincere in that. He said, you have to rely on your personality in life. Uh-huh. I think he saw something in me and he knew it wasn't school. And so he knew what he was getting with me. But I wonder, like I have a lot of friends that went to school for things that they, they, they weren't good at. Like we have a dear friend named Larry that went to the University of Windsor for like business. Mm-hmm. Like he's like the funniest, like smart guy. Yeah. I always thought he should have gotten into broadcasting, sports broadcasting in particular. He'd probably be way better than you. And then he, yeah. And then he quit. <laughs> he quit. He got kicked out or whatever yeah, reason yeah. In, in year one. And then he ended up taking like a geography course. Now he's a very successful uh, real estate agent, like a commercial real estate yeah. agent. So, but it's his personality is why he's, he is. I but, but I think that's so many, I think our, I think us, our age now with our kids aren't going to be that classic. You got to go to university. You got to no, go to university. Definitely. I think we are more of like, let's support you in something that you're good at or that you love. And yes, we also have a friend because you can only go by what you have. We have a friend, his name is Chris, who knew what he wanted to do from when the first day I met him, mm-hmm. right? He was extremely smart in the financial world and, and he everything from the youngest that I had ever met him pushed him towards that as well. Yeah. And he was super hyper laser focused and never wavered from that as well. And everyone's doing okay, right? Two different sort of journeys, mm. both extremely successful in what they've done. Yeah. And I think a great example of like both can work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just what's ideal. I, in, in her perspective, I wonder also where she lives because where Jen lives, because in where I live, there aren't special schools. But maybe if you're in a city, yeah. like I know my cousin, her little guy, he had to decide between arts high school or engineering high school. Like there was way more choice. So I can see where she's coming from. If you have those options, we don't where I live. Yeah. So we had, we we went to school, Johnny and I went to school just outside of Toronto. There was an art school that like, so the kids in grade eight, when you graduated to high school, I can say like maybe a fourth uh, or like, I don't know, like a quarter of them went to this art school and we all went to just a regular school. Yeah. yeah, They were all like a really good artist or they were into theater and stuff like that. I was like you though. I knew, I, I found a, a, a homework article or something from homework in grade eight where I wrote down the three things you want to be. Yeah. And I wrote <laughs> soccer player, uh-huh. firefighter, radio DJ. Really? Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. But it took me a while too. Like I didn't get into the industry until I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because the same thing, like there wasn't like nobody, nobody pushed you towards anything. That They were just like at that time in the nineties, it was just like, we'll just take math and take science. Like I remember my guidance counselor said, well, why don't you think about doing the, um, the uh, announcements? Like that yeah, was it. Like yeah, they just kind of dismissed you. I think they were sure. all about opening doors, but not enough about what doors do you want to open, yeah. right? It was just having all these options. And then we ended up, a lot of us, with degrees that didn't mean anything. But sometimes the best advice comes from people who have lived it, right? Not necessarily guidance counselors, but my, I didn't mean to say counselors. <laughs> guidance counselors. <laughs> Freudian slip. Oops. And uh, my dad gave me some great advice that within our life, once we hit like 15, every five years, our goals and our perspective of life changes, right? 15 to 20, 20 to 25, 25 to 30, most, so on. So just because, you know, 15 to 20, you have your eyes set on mm. professional soccer player Parker, it changes as you go. So just because it does, doesn't mean it's negative, right? Just because your focus changes yeah. doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that whatever was happening wasn't right. That's true. And eventually, if you're a good person and you want to do well, it will, it will find you. Yeah. You will find it and it will find you. Can I ask one last question? Would you want your kids to get into radio? Because that's what we do at our job job. I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. Just the future is so unknown at this point. Sure. 
radio, no. Podcasting, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Vlogging and that sort of internet sort of thing. I, I, I think obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. Radio as it stands now, probably not. But I will also not tell them if if they're super passionate about it. You, I will let them do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. What do you got? You can't say yeah. that. What about you? I think I'm the same to you. Like yeah. if they really wanted it, because like, yeah. listen, there's nothing. Life is long. I, but I also think, sorry, Danny, grow up. I will be extremely honest. Yeah. About my experiences yes. and yes. where I think it's going to happen. Yes. But you need to learn for that yourself. Yeah. I just want. I just want them. You know, like everyone does, right? Like getting up every day and going to something you hate is an awful feeling. So hopefully, you know, our kids, your kids, mm. everyone finds their passion. Are we reaching into the mail sack a third time? Ooh, tripling down on the bag? I feel that it is now a trend. I do too. Let's see who I pull out. Okay. Adam. Wait. Adam, just want to reach out and say how much I enjoy listening to you guys on the podcast as well as Q Morning. So we do a morning show on Q107 in Toronto. Uh, you can listen through the Radio Player uh, Canada app. Longtime listener of your show. Your podcast is funny, incredibly relatable. Thank you very much. My wife and I recently moved from Toronto to Guelph, which is <gasps> a suburb of I Toronto. love Guelph. Yeah, what a, a city. If you're not familiar with Guelph, it's about an hour or so kind of west of Toronto. We're raising our two boys. What's up? Connor, one and a half, and Mason, four. I'd love to hear your thoughts on all things sleep related. Mm-hmm. When it comes to babies and toddlers, we had a particularly rough go with poor sleepers, especially Mason, who wasn't sleeping through the night at almost two. So uh, his wife and him are exhausted, understandably so, and just wanted to get our take on sleeping. Family bed. It is so unpopular of an opinion, and it saved my life. Both my boys, Mm. very bad sleepers, brought them into our bed. I don't care. I know there's a lot of opinions on it, but it's uh, and it's part of co-parenting and attachment parenting. And there's definitely, it's controversial, but it did it for us. And to the point where our little one, he only fairly recently got comfortable right. in his own bed, and he's almost, he's just turned 10. I'm going to give you some information for free that we paid for. I think we're the only people in this room, myself and my wife, who actually got a sleep trainer. We paid for a sleep trainer. Hmm. So here's what they told us okay. with, a, with a toddler. 100% sleep sack. Okay? It's, okay. it's almost like a, 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 like a sleeping bag for babies. Sleep sack. And it. I was so offended by how much money we spent to learn about <laughs> a sleep sack, ordered one from Amazon and changed the way that Jack slept that night. Really? I was furious to the point where I wanted to ask for at least 50% back. I'm like, oh, really? all this money for you to say sleep sack? All this money That's for sleep sack? That's all they did? Sleep sack uh, and very regimented, like, what is it? Like 12, 10, 9? Like sleep for 12, then you're up for four. And then you're, there was some sort of like mathematical, mm-hmm. like, they sleep for 12 and they're up for four and then that's their second nap or whatever. I'm not, okay. I, I forget that part. Yeah. Very regimented on that and white noise. Oh, white so noise. So I yeah. was, when Olivia and Jack, Olivia was born, I was Mr. Music Dad and I'm going to make her a mixed thing and playlist and she's going to listen to it. And it's like, like, like Lion Eyes by the Eagles and some like old school, slow, cold play stuff. And the sleep trainer said, that's the worst thing you could do. Really? Because much like us, where we, like in the air tonight, we all anticipate the da-da-da-da. We all anticipate it. And babies are the same with their brains. Where they're inti- Once they hear like songs and music, they're anticipating what is going to happen next oh. and doesn't allow them to just relax and fall asleep. So I'm like, I was doing that for like three months. I'm like, she's not sleeping. Mm. She's not sleeping. 
So take that out of it. Even though I thought I was doing good, I was doing a lot of harm. And white noise, sleep sack, regimented mm. naps. Once you see your toddler yawn, go. Shut it down. Because that is the most optimal time yeah. to get them down for their nap. Where it's like, okay, they yawned, I'll wait a couple more. No, as soon as they yawn, done. Yeah, Adam, I had the same as you. I have I have three boys, and all three of them are terrible sleepers. Mm-hmm. To the point, Shauna, we we did the same thing. Whatever, you just you beat me down, hop in the bed. Yeah. But my uh, nine year old like crawls into our bed. Yeah. At least twice a week, yeah. and, and lately it's been even more. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. We've done his room every way he's wanted it. It's a little boy's dream, and he's still. Yeah. Just just wants to be with us for whatever reason. It's really, really hard. And it's hard when you're tired to parent, right? I mean, it's one thing when you have one, because a lot of times, especially the mother, right? Like you can nap when the baby naps if yes, it's possible. Yes, yes. When you have two, they're never on the same schedule. No. So I feel you having a one and a half and a four-year-old. It's really, really difficult. We did the white noise as well. I think by the time we had our third, we finally had like an iPad. And then we put like on YouTube and put in like 10 hours of white noise. Yeah. That, that seemed to help a little bit for us. I never did the white noise yeah. thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even like, it's, I think it's probably a little different than the music, what you were saying with music. Cause it startles you sometimes where white noise is just consistent. Yeah. And, and I think that, there's. It's not blaring. It's like yeah. on, on a two in the background. And yeah. I think we even did like the noises that they mimic what it sounds like when they were in the belly. Oh, okay. Like, like that kind of yeah, yeah, low yeah. pitch or whatever. But like we, indigestion. Yeah. Yeah. We tried everything. <laughs> Dad singing in the, you know, sure. just in the background. So uh, hard. It's, it's hard. Like they do get through it. Like even though he does crawl into bed with us, it sucks. Uh, in that, in one sense, it, it, they do eventually sleep. Yep. Um, I, listen, that, this age is tough, especially for moms. If you're breastfeeding, that first little while, like you're up and up and up and feeding, and there's nothing I can do as a male to like help you with that. I just, yeah. I just can't. Now I feel that as my kids have gotten older, they still come. Like Olivia comes in every night. Yeah. Every night. But at least when I put her back to bed, she sleeps. And it's just, it's just, she's coming to get me for comfort. I don't know what it is. You forget how tired and, and absolutely knackered you are during the first couple of years oh. of sleep. Oh, and man. You, you, like you, you forget about You're it. a zombie. You're just kind of getting through yes. it. Like to the point you look back and you're almost like, how did we do oh, that? Exactly. 100%. You like know. how did you possibly drive yeah. to work after the night you just had? Yeah. How did you possibly yeah. not? And you know what? I say, how can you possibly not have just broken down? I did multiple times that I cried. Yeah. Multiple times because it's just, you just want them to sleep and you just, you need sleep yourself. And how many studies have come out that you need eight, 10, yeah, 10 yeah, hours yeah. to like be the optimal best you can be? I'm getting like three and a half here, yeah, guys. My wife's getting three and a half and, 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 uh, yeah, it's hard. It's and no hard. one wants to hear this part, but to Adam, is that it'll go so quick. In a way that yes. when you look back, you realize it's such a small portion of your life right. that it's okay in the end. And sure. you realize you could worry, 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 or just sort of try to enjoy the fact that you're snuggling up with a kid that in a few years, because I have a 16-year-old, it's gone. Right. And once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And it goes pretty quick. And and I mean, it's not great advice, but I just found that it, it's, I tried not to worry about it as much. And as soon as they get to the point where they're sleeping well in their cribs, and it's time to t- transition them into a bed where now they can get out their leisure mm-hmm. and come and get you. At least they were enclosed, right? And just you, you just sleep and everything's fine. Over this weekend, we transferred Jack out of his crib into a big boy bed. Yeah. Got it delivered. It was all good. And that sort of like old school feeling of <laughs> dread. Yeah, yeah. Now having two on the loose. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, time. they can get out now. <laughs> is very was very adamant. The kid nailed it. That's good. The kid nailed it. Called out once because we can put those railings on yeah, the bed yeah, so they, yeah. f- they, they fall out. 
Jack had to go to potty in the middle of the night. He couldn't get out on his own, right? Yeah. You got to slide out the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did it. He did it. He did it. So it gets better. It definitely does. It gets better, but it's hard to see the light. Yeah. When you're you're in it. And then when they grow up, now you don't sleep because they're out driving. Yeah, Yeah, great point. (laughs) So if you have any more suggestions, we'll maybe next month or the month after, we'll do another mailbag show. So make sure you send in all of your questions or suggestions for the show. Just bad parents at curiouscast.ca. Thank you to everybody who takes the time to listen and comment and like and subscribe means the world to us so thank you ever so much so my name's johnny i'm sean there we go i'm ryan (laughs) and this is bad parents